0: Hey, I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. It is Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Awareness Day, so we'll be discussing that today. So let me get to it. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We kind of break the rules here for Native Radio. We don't do prayers or buffalo speeches, and we don't do spirituality shows. We take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival— we talk about culture, the arts, uh, politics, I- and identity, and we, m- we may step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives, and we will provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us, and we do it all right here live from the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But first let me remind people that our audio streams live on our website, which is www.letstalknative.com, we stream live video of the show on Facebook via Facebook live on our Facebook group pages and and across a bunch of other Facebook group pages as well. Uh, we take the audio and we put it up on SoundCloud, which puts it out as a podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. We take the video and we put it up on our YouTube channel which is let 's talk native TV. Um, and since I brought up Let's Talk Native TV and our YouTube channel, I do encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And in particular, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on in the show as well. We just posted our, our, our brand new video on Canada. It's called This is Canada. And, uh, I not only encourage you to take a look at it, uh, by all means, offer your comments, um, post it, share it on Facebook with your, with your comments and let this be again one of those, those projects that we do that that furthers a conversation and you'll see why when you watch the video uh, you know the, the points that i'm trying to make there so um it's some very good work uh, uh, m- you know my, my partner here jake proud has done a good job pulling in some video clips from a, a bunch of places and uh, y- and just watch the video and I, I look forward to hearing your comments again join our facebook uh, or our um, youtube channel subscribe to our youtube channel which is let's talk native tv and uh, you know subscribe to our podcast you can, whatever platform you're used to using, go ahead and, uh, uh you know, look for Let's Talk Native with John Kane, uh, podcast and, uh, and, and, you know, check and catch, catch the shows that we do here. Um, I am the show's host and producer, and I am joined here in studio by Jake Proud, who is managing our audio and our video. Um, look, like I said, it is, uh, um, they said national I I prefer international because when you say national whose nation are you talking about it's international it's global (laughs) missing and murdered indigenous people's day awareness day and um, we're going to talk about that first let me run through a a few you know COVID-19 numbers as I I have been doing Um, the world will be at four million confirmed cases by the time we do our next show you know by actually by the end of the week Um, and that's not um a wild estimate that's that's gonna be they're, they're almost there by tomorrow they're gonna you know be only you know they'll be nipping at the heels put it that way um the UK just passed Italy for the number of um confirmed COVID deaths uh and I think that just that might have been just today as well um and right now they only trail the United States in the total number of deaths by uh by COVID-19 Um, The U.S. blew past 70,000 deaths today. They're over 72,000 already, uh, which was one of the the predictions that that target, they keep moving after they blow through another uh, prediction on on how many total deaths there would be. Well, now there's a whole um, uh, different set of models, and even the most conservative of them are saying that that number, 70,000 could and should double by august and you know and that's a lot of that's the current trend and and it is factoring a little bit into the fact that that some of the regulations and restrictions are starting to uh, loosen up on you know on social interaction but look it's, it's been averaging about around 2,000 deaths a day and they're expecting it to tick up to closer to 3,000 deaths uh, per day by uh, by july and august so i guess we'll see now i also want to remind people when you're hearing these numbers and know that most of the numbers are coming from from testing and the united states at this point still has only tested 2.3 percent of their population even in new york which is you know been the you know ground zero for COVID 19 in the United States. New York has still only tested 5.2 percent of the population. So, if you're wondering how big can these numbers really really go, <clears throat> well, the antibody testing gives you a, more of a of, of a extrapolatable, I guess, if that's a word, uh, set of numbers to to determine what the spread really is. The the only way you can confirm whether somebody um, uh, has it is with the test but you can by an antibody test uh, uh, determine who has had it and you know it's, it's going to be interesting to, to find out look as we look at these numbers and as I always say I'm pulling these numbers off of websites that are almost entirely based initially on confirmed by test data <clears throat> now when somebody dies and they think it is reasonable Based on the symptoms and, and all of those other things, uh, to determine that the cause of death was COVID nineteen, then they add those numbers to the deaths and the number those numbers to the cases. But for the most part, most of the numbers are only coming uh, are, are you know, globally are confirmed by uh, confirmed by tests. So those, those are kind of the numbers. Um, so uh, I. <laughs> We'll see what what happens by the time we do our next show, you know, where the where the numbers lie, you know, internationally, and what the trending is. Today was a was kind of a, an uptick in the number of deaths per day in the in the United States. Um, as I've mentioned on previous shows, the UK is is climbing the charts, uh, but also Russia. Russia will be, I, I think, they'll cross over to the um, uh, the hundred thousand mark. Uh, by tomorrow, I think, and you know, these these are you know how the numbers are just really really growing. So, um, all right, let me uh, let me get on to what I what I intended to talk about today, which is missing and murdered Indigenous women. And I want to be clear here: when I say missing and murdered Indigenous women, I do mean girls, and actually I, I want to include um, even young boys. And of course, you know there there's you know gay, bisexual, transgender, two spirit. There, there's a, a lot of um, other native people who are targeted for the kinds of abuse that that result in this missing and murdered Indigenous people. Um, we we concentrate on women because it it has been a part of it goes back to, through history and, and I want to talk about some of that history. So l- let me let me kind of get started. You know, first off, let me be clear here. When we talk about things like a global pandemic and you know and there's all this this effort to to figure out well how did it start where does it come from you know one of the things that native people experienced on in the western hemisphere was uh also were were these contagious diseases but it wasn't influenza it wasn't the flu it wasn't smallpox it wasn't you know a lot of the diseases that you hear about even when you when you do write you know you read in history some of the stuff the first wave of pandemic disease that you know that that struck our people were sexually transmitted diseases and again to be clear they were transmitted by sex and in the case of colonists coming from europe and that's where it started um it was rape it's the rape culture of Europe that not only and I'm not even just saying that it that it affected the native people on this continent. I mean every place that European explorers went to I mean Captain Cook used to write he wrote in his journal when, when he approached when it, and came upon Hawaii for the first time, he noted in his journals that there would be a likelihood of of so many people that would die because of if if his men were allowed to uh to to go ashore and obviously if he wrote about that he wrote about it because he had witnessed it already so every place that these europeans had gone so get it out of your mind that the, the that these brave explorers were like spreading christendom and that they were holy men or they were pious or they were you know you know representing the church yeah they were representing the church you know kind of like representing organized crime i mean this is this is what they were doing and they knew the first thing that you know that their their men were going to do when they went when they found a new place especially if there were people there they were going to rape the women and and that is what happened and and so the first wave of death that, that usually befell an indigenous population who was unfamiliar with Europeans usually came at the hands of, uh, of, of rape and, uh, and venereal disease. And the Europeans knew it. Again, you know, Captain Cook, he knew it. He wrote about it in his journal. He, he knew that his men were carrying these diseases and that any time they came upon a new population that there was going to be a certain level of death left in, in in the wake of his of of his men getting their rocks off so you know when, when you talk about missing and murdered indigenous women you have to start at the beginning here and that's where where it begins and and of course with with all of this you end up having this Strange sexualization of of Native women, and it, and it still exists today. I mean, it, look, people have these fantasies about you know these island girls and and all this stuff. Every time you know people think about the the, the tropics and the Caribbean and that kind of stuff, you know, what Disney did with uh, by by over sexualizing Pocahontas for you know for their cartoon, which is not in the least bit historically accurate, but it creates this image of this beautiful. Native woman with her, you know, lots of flesh showing, uh, being, you know, and again, being seduced and ravaged by, uh, you know, by a big white guy. Well, that's, that becomes part of the culture. And, and I think it's important that people realize where this stuff comes from. And of course, it isn't just the idea of sexual, sexualization. There's racism that plays into this thing as well. This whole idea of superiority. And, you know, and, and of course, this is misogyny you know that is exacerbated by sex by uh, by racism because you have this idea that that white males you know are the are the dominant species and and that's what they how they represented themselves and carried themselves and how they treated other people was a reflection on how they viewed themselves so when you talk about missing and murdered indigenous women and girls you know that it has this this really ugly history that goes back to you know to the 15th century, and and so any any hope that somehow well eventually the cultures kind of come together, become a melting pot, and we all love each other, and there's this diversity that's respected—bullshit. That that's not the way it happens. When you build a relationship on a foundation of hate or you know uh, white supremacy or you know racism misogyny look if you look in the united states white women still get paid less than white men i mean women in general are all are still um beneath white men and and there's no question about that and of course women in general are often preyed upon by you know by men And, and and not just white men either so there, there's this whole gender thing and this whole idea that, that you know, that, that males and the male dominant culture that exists, you know, in many cultures is one that, that treats women as property, uh, you know, as objects, as, as objects for, for, for male pleasure, and that's it. And that's why the, the value of the women in terms of as people or even as lives Becomes compromised, and of course, when you look at this and you overlay this this gender inequivalence with racial, uh, uh, you know, inequality, you you find that women of color are, you know, are in, in the most vulnerable positions. And of course, when you talk about a marginalized women of color, which Native people represent that more than anybody, we don't have a big population. and and the populations that we do have are are in very remote areas so if a native woman turns up missing yeah well so and and that's the attitude that has been taken and not just by you know the the non-native population but by law enforcement you know by the judiciary by politicians I mean there are so many women that when they turn up missing the and even if a large segment of our runaways that are trying to escape the poverty that has been imposed upon them by by US or Canadian policy even if if it's that because it may be that it gets written off you know and, and dismissed out of hand right off the bat by you know by law enforcement and uh, and again and elected officials and then if a woman you know turns up uh deceased the first thing that they try to do is concoct a way to to interpret that as um, an accidental death, you know, and death by exposure. You know, the, you know, just this past winter, there was a, a woman that was missing, and they said, well, they found her, uh, you know, she was frozen to death. No foul play expected. Well, how does a, a woman end up in the middle of nowhere and say there's no foul play I- involved? I mean, or, the, or they'll try to write it off as suicide. And, and I'm not suggesting that suicides don't exist on our territories. You know, that's another one of those categories that we lead in. But I would say that part of the reason we lead in some of the categories is because, you know, a suicide is a nice way to wrap up an investigation from from an outside agency. As long as they can write something up as a, as a suicide, they don't have to investigate. They don't have to find a, um, you know, uh, a culprit. They don't have to find anybody, a suspect, or they don't have to seek, a, 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 you know, any kind of indictment. They can just say, well, it was a suicide. And and there was a rash of them for a while where, where women were found struck by trains and they said "Oh, it was suicide by train well it also became a very convenient way to dispose of somebody so I think it's really important that people understand what's at play here when we talk about missing and murder indigenous women this isn't this isn't just a, a cry for equality we're, we're not even at that place we're saying this, this is a, a call out and a demand for justice, you know, for victims. So I, I think it's really important that people understand that, that they understand that there is a, there's a, that there is a real problem. And part of that problem isn't just because of apathy. It, there's, there's a problem of complicity, especially with, with police there have been stories after stories and there've been there's been investigations although not, not nearly enough of them where police forces whether they're provincial police forces or the RCMP or on the US side same thing where where there's been police forces that have been you know part of the problem either contributing to some of the you know the you know the the misogyny whether it's through conversation or you know creating this this culture of sexualizing women uh, and and sexual assault, so you know part of this day is is the one pay respect to um, the women who who have you know been murdered and to you know to to really concentrate on those that are con- st- still considered missing and regardless because like I said whether a woman leaves their home or their home territory because they're trying to escape poverty or the conditions that have been created you know for you know these adverse conditions that so many native people live in, live under then that's an issue too and that has to be addressed one of the things that I, i've talked about on previous shows when, when we've talked about this subject is it's it, look we have a problem with the outside but we also have a problem internally i mean one of the things you know that oftentimes gets mentioned is that 70 percent of the violence committed against native women are is violence committed by non-native men and you know and of course some of these are relationships that go bad and and some of them are you know are you know where where there's a known um suspect or assailant or and some that are unknown you know the, the man camps come to mind and i'll talk a little bit more about that after a bit but a lot of these are 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 people that we've we've allowed to come into our territories, and we've looked the other way, and we've looked the other way on you know on you know um, people who are on the sex offenders list, and of course we also become powerless to prosecute non-native people on our territories. So there's almost like yeah, there's laws against doing these things to to to, to women in general, but certainly to native women. But if there's no law enforcement to, uh, you know, to prosecute or investigate, then it becomes, you know, the, this this crime that, you know, that is un, un, that goes unpunished. Now the other thing, as a, what I was alluding to here, is there's also our own. You know, if 70 percent of the the men who commit these crimes against women are non-native, that means 30 percent are native. So we have some of these these people in our own territories. <clears throat> Recently on Facebook and and a few other places, I'm seeing men who have been uh, who have abused women, who will actually sign up and start being part of the you know trying to capitalize on the missing and murdered Indigenous women movement, and and they want to make it sound like they're, they're champions for these causes, when it's some of these guys are the ones who have. Who, who have uh brutalized women i mean even one of the the actors that was on um was the iron horse that that film iron um yeah iron horse the the uh, one of the actors in iron horse was outed as a uh as, as a woman abuser not the not the lead actor but uh, you know one of the actors and and, and that became a, a you know a big topic right across you know social media but we're i'm also seeing people involved in in the cause For missing and murdered Indigenous women, being men who are being called out, who are trying to capitalize on these things, because maybe they're you know they use it to advance themselves as as activists, when they themselves are some of some of the very guys who are involved with abusing women. Now, I realize there's a line between abusing a woman and a woman who turns up missing or murdered, but there's a that but those lines are connected. So we can't we have to do more to hold our own people accountable. And and, and and I mean hold men accountable we also need to and I've talked about this on previous shows we need to give our young people hope we need to know we, we need to understand that if you if you continue to perpetuate an environment where the only pathway that anybody can see, male or female for Happiness, or for a a better quality of life, is to leave your territory. Then you've you've essentially you've got the doors wide open for everybody just for people to just leave, and oftentimes leave without telling anybody. So that that kind of just overloads you know the the system if there really was a system for us to to determine well who has been who's the victim, and uh, of a foul play and who's just leaving the territory because the territories are, are no longer uh they're being you know a, a person is no longer deeming it as a safe place to live so how do we improve our, our our territories enough how do we create the opportunities you know when you look at some of the films that have been done or you, you, if you travel around you go to some native territories you think when you ask yourself you know why do these women put, put themselves in these positions so you get into a little bit of victim shaming and and there's a reason is because the position that they're already in that doesn't involve them trying to leave their territory or or find some means you know outside of you know what people would think of as a as a healthy lifestyle i mean look there are people that are trying to find reasons to live day to day they're trying to find you know happiness and sometimes they will replace the idea of being happy with just feeling good and this is where substance abuse and and risky behavior comes in look there's always a downside to you know to making choices that um that you know will that could endanger yourself but at the time when you're doing it you're not thinking about the consequences you're thinking about you know you're thinking about the way you feel at that moment look we do lead in a lot of the categories that people just don't want to be be the leaders of we we, we lead the categories for substance abuse and for suicide, <clears throat> teen pregnancies um, <clears throat> depression uh, and again, our women are victims at the highest rate of any other people in uh, in in this hemisphere. Our women native women are the have the highest percentage of sexual assault and domestic violence. Than, than anybody and that's unacceptable and so when we address this thing i'm not blaming the women for for these for these crimes i'm saying that all of us as communities we need to do more to create a, a healthy and more wholesome life for first off to our, for our kids because it's like anything else i've talked about i've talked about drugs and i've talked about you know other um unhealthy lifestyles we, we, we don't come out of the womb with these bad habits. We, uh, you know, often, and, and as children, we usually, you know, we, we're, we're kind of all in, and many of us are in the same place. But at some point, we get closer and closer to, a, to, to making a decision that goes down a path that almost makes us irretrievable. So we get on that precipice where the next step might be a drug addiction. That next step might be prostitution. That next step might be doing something that's just going to cause bad health or danger. You know, so whether we're thrill seeking or happiness seeking or, you know, pursuit of happiness, if you want to call it that, or, or whether we're just so burnt out with the lives that we have. We all have a responsibility to make sure that that doesn't happen. There, there's no one person to blame. And certainly the victim's not to blame oftentimes you know when, when i look at some of the you know young people who who you just have to wonder you know what are the prospects for the future and and if you're wondering what that is for for a, a young man the prospects for a young woman are, are oftentimes even more bleak again because of the way they're going to be treated not not only on in native society but in the non-native society the idea of the commodification of our of our of our people, of our women, and again, it's supported by the sexualization of our women and everything from cartoons to, to Hollywood to music to you know all of it. We we see it over and over again. We you know look, it's nice when we talk about the idea of you know reverence that we have towards women, and we tell the you know we give the you know the stories about you know what our culture was. And we talk about it as if it's always past tense. If and, and we don't talk about how it broke down. How did we become negatively influenced by the male dominant culture from the outside? And we did. I mean, anytime you hear somebody refer to a chief system, especially among the Haudenosaunee, if you're referring to a traditional um, way of governing as a chief system, then then you've already been indoctrinated with with male dominance because we didn't have a chief system we had a clan system where women played a a a very strong role i'm not saying they they ran it but you you had you had clan mothers or or a word that translates to clan clan mothers we we at least that's what we use but we had we had women who were responsible for titles within a family and they and they had certain responsibilities not so much authority but responsibilities but we we oftentimes talk about chiefs and and the authority of chiefs and the and the chiefs. We didn't have a chief system, and the fact that it even gets referred to that, well, let me take that back. A chief system wasn't our culture. I will say that we do we did have, and and in many cases we still do have a chief system. But that is a bastardizing of our culture. That is a corruption of our culture, because that's not. What Guyana or Goa was, and and I don't, you know, I can't speak for all native territories, but I don't know how many places, you know, put a man in a supreme uh, position of authority, and without having any accountability to women, and, you know, I know that 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 was the European model, and that's what swept over our territories all right hey it's the bottom of the hour i'll take a break and we'll come back i want to we're going to go through some more history and we're going to talk about where this um culture not just rape culture but this abuse of women culture how it came all through the system you know and especially with our children we'll talk about that when we come back this is john kane this is let's talk native All right, thanks for coming back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Uh, we are talking about Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Awareness Day. Um, but uh, let me uh, give a shout out to my sponsors. I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE Family of Businesses and the uh, folks at uh, Grand River Enterprises and Native Wholesale Supply for supporting the show and doing it on you know on a weekly or mo- monthly basis and ha- enabling us to do what we do. Among the things that we do. Is this show? Obviously, we do this show. We do this show twice a week. We do a show for New York once a week. So we do three shows a week. But but Jake and I also work on um, on some short form videos. And we have got a new one that just dropped today. Um, and it's called "This is Canada." Uh, I want to encourage people. We we, we should have brought the uh, the images, stuck it up on the on the screen behind us. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll promote it on the next show as well. But "This is Canada" is a look. Um, at the racism in Canada and and one of the things that I I mentioned in the film is when I started seeing people saying things like you know if Donald Trump wins I'm I'm moving to Canada if he if he wins wins re-election I'm moving to Canada I'm thinking why you think Canada's nice I mean are you buying into that BS I mean we have experienced some of the worst racism in fact I would say I'm willing to say that I've experienced more racism on the Canadian side than I have on the U.S. side and it's not because I haven't experienced some here and and certainly we have and you know my my kids have I mean we we've we've experienced it but some of the I mean the only time I was never I was ever refused service in a restaurant was in Ontario so look I know what the racism is like and so that's what the, the the gist of the film is we we go right back to 1990 and we talk about the most egregious examples of of blatant race race riots that were waged against Native people. Where not a single white person was ever arrested for for stoning cars and smashing windows, and even I, one guy even had a heart attack as a result of you know being vandalized, trying to escape a race riot. I, and and of course it goes right up until you know we go through the, the 90s, and then uh, you know a couple of years ago, and even today, the the, the what we experience with. Um, the protests associated with with sootin and you know and frankly even some of the stuff we're still experiencing even with COVID 19 look we you know i've talked about on the show here we've experienced people saying well they ought to just let the disease go on to native territory and let it spread and wipe them out look there's literally people have said this stuff online so the other thing that when i hear people say that about about whether trump wins the next election you know I, I got into a, a conversation with somebody once and they said, "Well, at least you know we don't get gassed and, you know, uh, you know concussion grenades and or or run over um on the uh, at the protests in Canada." I'm thinking, "Yeah, you do? <laughs> That's happened and you you're just not recalling it all." And I said, and besides that, all of that pepper spray and concussion grenades and you know the sound cannons and attack dogs that was during the obama administration not the trump administration so it's like where are you guys getting confused over this and, and i'm not advocating for donald trump by any means but so when i hear people you know think well, the alternative to to living in a trump america is to live in a, in a racist canada so by all means please check out the video it's on our youtube channel which is let's talk native tv um you just search this is canada i'm sure it'll show up uh i've got it plastered across facebook and twitter and uh and and we've got it on instagram so uh you, you can find you know the the image and by all means please do check out the video share the video and offer your comments i mean look if you think we one of these we didn't do uh in talking about the racism in canada was actually bridge into that um the missing and murdered indigenous women topic so i guess if if, any, if uh, we get one criticism we leveled because i think missing and murdered indigenous women is a racism issue but it's it's first and foremost uh, you know just this white oh, i guess that's racism uh, male dominance thing and you know so you know, there's room for that and, and we will be doing more on the uh on these subjects so uh but by all means check out this video you know these are these are like 10 minute videos you know our some of our short form videos are from from five to ten minutes yeah maybe a few a little bit longer than that but this this one you don't have to sit through a whole hour and so by all means, check it out. Um, share it with your with your friends and relatives. Uh, maybe even share it with some of the people who you know um, have said some of these things uh, You know that we, we talk about in the, in the video. So anyway, check it out. This is Canada. It's our latest video on uh, Let's Talk Native TV, which is our YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. And like I said, share it. Um, all right. You know, I, I was going to – I wanted to go through a little bit of this list of, you know – how policies have continued uh contributed to um and, and i guess they still will i'll, I'll do, do it historically i mean because residential schools it was a, again a, a fertile breeding ground for abusive children and and although it was it was male children who were sexually um uh abused and and uh, and and women that are girls i mean that that were sexually abused it 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 just creates that environment i mean i would i've argued and and you know i I would love to see somebody kind of do an investigation in this thing i think some of the clergy sex abuse stuff really found you know got its footing and its foundation through the residential school area now look i know that the churches have been involved in sex abuse forever you know, and it goes back to, you know, you know to 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 Rome and the Vatican and you know the Catholic Church, all of that stuff. But but in terms of the the clergy sex abuse, and especially where it wasn't even just the um, the priests or the the you know the the, the male clergy, but even the, the nuns and the and the women involved in the church yeah it's the residential schools just contributed that and and keep in mind these residential schools existed for over 100 years and they had full access to children with no oversight the federal government never state provincial federal governments they never you know did any you know oversight over these things over these places they got to do whatever they wanted to do these with these children and they did so residential schools and of course the the residential schools turns into you know or devolves or evolves into into foster care you know we talk about the 60 scoop and you know all the all the children who both on the u.s and canadian side even crossing being kids being crossed over that u.s canadian border kids that were taken out of native homes and put into into non-native homes and oftentimes the kids were abused in those homes in, in these foster care systems sexually abused and even as for foster care leads into adoption there was a lot of the the amount of of abuse that native children experience because of residential schools foster care and the adoptions are it's it's incredible it's it's just incredible and this is where you continue to you know to feed this system of abusing uh marginalized or or in in many ways defenseless people and of course this it, it feeds the, the missing and murdered indigenous women issue but but having said all that I, I do one issue that has come that has come into focus lately and and i almost didn't want to talk about this because it seems so silly in many ways Land lakes okay Land lakes is a company that makes butter and i don't know maybe they make other dairy products too and they're logo had a native woman in in the center of their, their logo. And Land of Lakes, Land of Lakes, the, Minnesota is considered the, the land of a thousand or, I don't know, 10,000 lakes or something like that. And so when they say Land of Lakes, they're, they're talking about Minnesota. Now, Minnesota the word is a native word i mean it comes from from our language so the idea of associating minnesota with a native person and and that's what they decided so they take that image of a native woman and they use it they appropriate it for marketing their products now look i'm against that anyway um so when when land lakes decided they were going to you know pull the, the native woman off their butter packages you know i was not heartbroken but listening to white people just go on and on and on about this, the crazy part is, and, and this isn't just a meme on Facebook. Oh, yeah, you know, you know 5,000 missing and murdered uh, indigenous women and nobody gives a rat's ass but take a, take a native woman off your butter package and all of a sudden that's the only woman you're concerned about turning up missing. Look, that's not just a meme on Facebook. That's the reality. Listening to these white people just rail and just complaining. Oh yeah, first they took Aunt Jemima, and they you know they they and they they want to strip away Miss Butter, Buttersworth. And I mean, listening to these moronic white people, and it's always white people. They they can't understand what is wrong with appropriating and oppressed people for marketing. Whether it's the the Washington football team or the Cleveland baseball team or. Or, or naming all of your weaponry after native you know apache uh, helicopters you know uh tomahawk missiles i mean using all of that the this native innuendo in in your military talk you know, there's there's so much appropriation of native imagery whether it's donald trump you know trying to insult elizabeth warren by calling her pocahontas look it's all insulting to us you know, putting you know, this this woman on your 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 butter package, look, I'm glad it's taken off, but when I listen to white people say, "Oh yeah, those people this is all just about p- being p c they just took that up. We're losing parts of our history, and you know and here's the crazy part. Landa Lakes did not take the woman off the package because of us. They didn't all of a sudden get a conscience. They didn't all of a sudden yield to political correctness. no look they they decided to to go in a direction with their packaging because they no longer wanted to promote minnesota as a native territory so you take the native image off of it so now they're going to promote land of lakes minnesota as farm country oh the good american farmer like like old mcdonald is raising cows to make butter for land of lakes look these are this is agribusiness this isn't the home farm This isn't Ma and Pa and the kids out there milking the cows for Land O'Lakes. And and any imagery like that. Look, it also isn't, you know, whatever the name they gave the woman on the Land O'Lakes. It isn't her either. But all of this is just marketing. This has nothing to do with history. And no white people, you aren't losing a piece of your history because Land O'Lakes took the native woman off their freaking butter package. And if you think you are losing something, then you are—you're twisted. I mean, that is just the most selfish and 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 self righteous thing that somebody can, can can insinuate that 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 they are losing something. Look, I even heard say, "Oh yeah, when I was a kid, we used to play cowboys and Indians. We used to be able to, you know, it was fine to to play the Indian or get my cap gun and have bows and arrows and shoot." You know, but now you can't even do that. Bullshit. Kids, kids are playing. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the game video Um Uh we kill each other uh, I'm Call sorry. Of Duty. Huh? Call of, Duty. Call of Duty what's the other one do um uh, you be No, the the, uh, the most popular game Fortnite. Fortnite, Fortnite. that's oh, all. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind here. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are are playing games that are far worse than than even cowboys and Indians. But you know what? I'm glad they're not playing cowboys and Indians because it 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 puts us in in that category as the ones to be killed now i'm not saying there aren't native people getting killed in these video games either but don't tell me that you've lost that the you know child you know children have lost the right to play cowboys and indians and and because of political correctness give me a freaking break there there's more stuff out there that that perpetuate racism violence you know uh, violence against women than ever before so don't tell me the 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 political the the pc police have like whitewashed everything you're full of crap that's not that couldn't be farther from the truth in fact the very reason we still have missing and murdered indigenous women and why the problem in many ways is getting worse is because there is no political correctness white people get to do whatever the hell they want to do they get to i mean they can storm a state capitol fully armed with semi-automatic weapons to because they want to protest of having to stay home with their families during a during a pandemic i mean how freaking ridiculous is that they can storm a state capitol armed to the teeth like a like a like a bunch of mercenaries i guarantee uh, arm a bunch of black guys or a bunch of native guys and and let us go to a protest hell we we show up with 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 you know with our kids at a protest and and uh, and we get pepper sprayed we get attack dog sicked on us i mean for crying out loud i mean don't even try to you know paint yourself as the victims losing your your sports mascots losing your land of lakes woman are you freaking kidding me that is the most absurd thing and and again to make it the, the the ultimate insult is the fact that we do have missing and murdered indigenous real women who have been that have been disappeared by your culture and you're worried about the the cartoon on the front of your freaking butter package being disappeared I mean that is that is just not just white privilege. That is white supremacy at its finest. And and you know what I got to tell you, if you're native and you took offense to the Land O'Lakes lady getting pulled off the package, then you have already been so indoctrinated and assimilated. You're the same ones. You know, if you are more pissed off about that than than re, than women who turn up missing, then. I'm sorry. We we're, we're, we're taking your Indian card. <laughs> I don't know what the hell to tell you. But and if you're more offended about the Washington football team, you know, being uh being attacked for for the slur that they call themselves, then you are what uh, the the experience that that we that that we have to go through every day. But like I said, I've I've experienced racism. You know, in, in almost any time that I've gone into public. You know one of the, one of the guys, you know, Gr- Greg Deal who does um, a bunch of performance art. He, I mean, even dressing up as a uh, as a you know kind of a Hollywood type of a Native person, he can just walk through and get the, this feedback from people, where they they do all the the most uh, outrageous stereotypes. You know, the boo boo boo, all that stuff. I mean, you know, they 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 think that after they insult you, they can say, "Oh, no, it's all right. I'm 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 a Redskin fan," really and you think that like that enables you to 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 make some derogatory statement or use a racial slur i mean it's 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 incredible what we experience today i mean and we see it every day in hollywood we still i mean look i i've talked about um what's it the, the film real indians r e e l real Indians i'm sorry real indians they they actually show bugs bunny shooting through a fort and he, you know, and he fires a bunch of shots, and then he, and then he takes out a, a pencil on the, on the wall of, for instance, one, little, two, little, three, little Indians, bang, 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 four, little, five, little six, little oh, wait a minute, that's a half-breed, and then he erases half of a mark. Bugs Bunny a cartoon about killing native people, and one of the native people doesn't count because they're only half native. I mean, this is what kids have been you know, have been exposed to. Their whole lives. so when we're looked at a certain way you know and when these kids grow up into- to being men and they can look down at native people and of course, you look at you know what some of the you know places like uh you know Winnipeg and other places where you know native people represent a large percentage of the of the homeless population why because our our territories have been driven into such states of poverty because of u s and Canadian policies which again contributes right back to the same missing and murdered indigenous women issue so i mean i as much as i didn't want to talk about the the land of lakes thing the more and more i read about this and you know my my friend cindy sent me some stuff and um and i and but i've seen plenty i mean and the more i tried to ignore it the more it just annoyed the crap out of me listening to people just go on and on and on about land of lakes you know, even somebody saying, "Oh, yeah, I went to the store the other day and I bought the last package that had the woman on it because I'm not going to buy the package if it doesn't have the." Indian. <laughs> Jeez, I—I I mean, I don't even know what to say about half of this stuff. I mean, some of this stuff is, seems so absurd that that predominantly white people could be pissed off, and then then make all of these 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 racist and and conservative talking point jokes about. A political correctness so if you're a native if you're an oppressed person you know whether you're you know a black person or you know a brown person or a native person whatever whatever i mean if you're if you're not white and you try to bring any issues up that perpetuate racism the immediate response from the from white people is oh yeah you're just trying to be politically correct well yeah you know what we are you know why because we're trying to be socially correct whether you want to call it political correctness or not missing and murdered indigenous women is not an attempt at being politically correct it's about calling out for for justice and and for me what i want to do with this issue is to call our own people out to do more and and i'm not calling our people out i'm not victim shaming i'm not calling out women and and i'm not even really calling out the men who you know who i I talked about earlier that i'm saying as communities look if your son or your brother or you know or your you know your uncle is doing something has a lifestyle that includes abusing a woman again native or non-native you have a responsibility to address that and if your buddy look if you think oh yeah he's a good guy yeah i know he doesn't do right by his woman but but he's still a good guy no he isn't now can you try to do something to make him be more responsible can you accept some responsibility to lean on your friend oh he's only like that when he's drinking yeah but what do you do with your friend oh we go drinking well there you go we all have a responsibility not only to our own behavior, but to a certain extent, a certain extent the, the behavior of the people that we become complicit with, because if you're willing to look the other way when you know somebody's abusing somebody because he's your friend or your buddy or your your brother or your your relative, then you are approving of that behavior. you can talk, you can tell everybody else how much you don't approve of it, but if you don't ever confront somebody. You know, and and some of the stuff is correctable. Look, if if a guy does you know does something bad to a woman, and nobody ever calls him out on it, and nobody ever shames him, if if you still think it's 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 perfectly fine, then you're giving your approval to that behavior. Look, I'm not willing to throw any of our people away. I'm not. I don't want to throw away the victims, and I don't even want to necessarily throw throw away the perpetrators of this stuff. Especially within our native communities. I have no problem trying to hold people accountable. And look, do I have a different view of whether it's somebody who comes onto our territories and, and commits a crime against a woman? Yes, I do. But we have processes. You know, we have we have the Guyana de Goa. We have you know we, we have a history of how we we dole out restorative justice, how we correct a problem, how we resolve conflicts. One of the ways you do not resolve a conflict is by ignoring it. If you continue to ignore a problem, and that's what's happened. So when I hear white people get pissed off because we're calling out a problem and you're saying, no, you should have, you should continue to ignore it. We're comfortable with, you know, with racist mascots and sexualization of, of Native women. Just get over it. Yeah. We get, we get told that. But if that's what you're going to put put to us when we when we try to offer a correction, when we look, we're not stealing something from you, and it, and look, you can watch every one of these conversations devolve. That oh yeah, see they're taking some, they're taking away parts of my history, they're they're taking away my upbringing, my childhood, bullshit. I mean, it is it is really time that that the when that conversation begins. And shame on you white people who just sit back and let that stuff get rattled off of somebody's mouth without calling them out on it. Look, there. Are, it is not enough to say you're not racist. Because here's the problem. If you're not an anti-racist, if you are not prepared to take a stand against racism, then it doesn't matter if you claim to be not, not to be racist. You're complicit in it that's you know we hear it over and over and over again. Silence is the biggest problem with uh, when it comes to confronting injustices. If you remain silent, there's a word for all for that they call it acquiescence, approval with your silence. so when somebody tells a racist joke and you just kind of struggle to laugh because. You think that's what that's what's expected of you? Instead of saying, "I don't get it," or "That's not funny," and let the joke teller feel uncomfortable, let the abuser be uncomfortable, let the racist be uncomfortable. You shouldn't have to be the one who sits there in your uncomfortable silence because you had to endure that behavior. Turn the tables, and you know, and I say that to all of us. We need to take a stronger stand on injustice, on oppression, on violence, on bullying, on on all of these things that lead to marginalizing marginalizing a you know a a a a group of people who have the least amount of power to seek justice. That's what lies at the core of missing and murdered Indigenous women and look this is a day that we we uh we dedicate to to raising awareness but this is a, an issue that goes on every day every day i've got you know i i you know look i the flag behind me this uh, missing and murdered indigenous women it's a flag that i designed uh, to try to capture both the missing and the murdered women um and and promote the issue am i doing enough no i probably i'm probably not and i I should do more and every year i hope that i'm gonna you know maybe get a bunch of these flags printed out and and distributed and uh and and try to step up but but i'll tell you we all need to do more and we all we also need to make sure that the people who are carrying this message are are true and that we aren't letting people gain celebrity off the crisis or off of you know off of victims and I see too much of that as well. So, again, as we close out the show, um, I will say next week, I do have, um, uh, or not next week, on Thursday, uh, for my New York show, I've got um, uh, Jolene uh, Holgate, who's Denae, who's going to be joining uh, um, Regan and I on Let's Talk on my WBI show. She works with uh, missing and murdered uh, Denae relatives, um, which include, you know, missing and murdered women, and, uh, uh girls uh, two-spirit so we're gonna we're gonna talk and we're gonna have uh, Jolene join us on the show so uh, join us that's on Thursday um from uh, from four to five it's a one-hour show this week we are in fun drive mode so um so join us on wbi we will be live streaming it here on facebook and of course we'll put it up as a podcast afterwards uh, so that's uh, regan with uh, with jolene holgate joining us joining us on thursday uh thanks for listening and uh again check out the video uh this is canada and uh give me some feedback I'd like to hear what your thoughts are this is john kane this is let's talk native you <laughs>